0: and jump. I want to say good morning to Michael Griffiths who appears with us on U105 from time to time and he'll answer some of your questions if you have concerns or worried worries about your animals at this present moment. And Michael good morning. Good morning Frank. Uh, you're at Jubilee Veterinary Centre and Michael a lot of people wondering about the coronavirus and whether or not dogs or cats can carry it in any way. I, I've suggested and correct me if I'm wrong, that on a collar or on a lead or on a little cape or anything that a dog or cat might be wearing, I don't know if cats wear capes or not but the dogs do um, if, if people touch that you could have the virus on the items but am I also right in believing that the animals can't carry it in any way? You, you, you're you the vet, i let you do the talking
1: Yeah, no but- we,
0: there's no make there's I'm going to interrupt you there for a second evidence. Michael because the, that line is re, is really really bad. I'll, I'll just let you, I'll, I'll try it once more to see if the, if the line corrects itself
1: yeah. yeah, we, there's no evidence that the virus will make your pet sick um, There's a couple of dogs have tested positive for it but we don't think that in any way they're relevant to spreading it but Direct contact with collars. Sometimes, if you if you had the virus, you could contaminate the collar, and then someone else could theoretically get some of the virus off the collar. So there is a slight risk of of objects transferring the virus. And again, the type of object, how quickly the virus dries out, depends how long the virus would last on those surfaces. And that's something. There's still a lot of work and research going on but more absorbent materials probably dry the virus out quicker so something like cardboard the virus would last less than a metal surface but some metals seem to kill the virus quicker so there is certainly a a very small risk of the virus being transmitted by you know an infected infection on a collar but it's really very very small and the the main thing is still the business of social distancing and hand washing but that obviously applies to stuff such as you know collars you know if your dog's out theoretically you don't want other people stroking your dog's collar or its coat because there's a minute risk that they're going to transmit the virus via that but it's very low
0: it is low, of course, and, and if you have a, a dog and it jumps over the neighbour's fence regularly and there's no one down the street and you know, tends to be pretty sociable itself. Anyone who sees it coming into the garden would be well advised just to say hello as opposed to be downstroking stroking and petting. Uh, the, the most friendly of little dogs because it's just a time for social distancing all round. On the wider scale, Michael, with the vets, it's, it, it's a challenging time, isn't it? You, you, veterinary surgeries and veterinary surgeons, whether dealing with small animals or the farm animals, they have to have their wits about them in, in in this crisis.
1: Yeah, very much. I mean, I suppose the, the practice, the, the profession, sort of split into two. We have obviously the farm animal vets, are obviously important for food production. So they're you know working, um, I suppose, doing a lot more work, and it's a very busy time of year for for farm animal vets a small animal and sort of exotic and equine side to the practice, we're really just in emergency consults only um, ourselves. I think in, in common with a lot of practices, we we tend to speak to people on the phone. We're doing a bit of video, video consulting. We would talk to people in the car park and maybe bring their pet into the clinic and people themselves wouldn't come in. But we're, we're not, unfortunately, in any routine work. We're doing no nutrients, no vaccinations. it really is just emergencies to try and distance ourselves from our clients but also to allow us to distance our own staff you know people who can work from home are working from home and we've spread out the staff as much as possible so it's a it's a challenging time for for everyone it's a it's a very unusual time it's not something really any of us have a great deal of experience with so we're we're just sort of working through it as we go and and obviously if pets are sick, we we will see sick pets, you know, if if they're sick they need seen and that's fine, there's
0: no problem with that. Yeah, don't be afraid to make the call but be patient and understanding. One final one Michael, this came up last week and I'll just ask you, if you are using a lot of antibacterial agent on your hands and you tend to play a lot with your cat or your dog, is there a possibility you could irritate their skin?
1: It's very low. I think there's been a little bit of talk about the ethanol and ethanol ethanol glycol is toxic to dogs, but that is not what's in the hand sanitizers. So um, generally, it's the same as some people react to the hand sanitizers and you have the odd dog with sensitive skin might. But generally, no, it should be fine unless the bigger issue would be if the dog ate a whole lot of the hand sanitizer, but getting a bit of hand sanitizer... That your hands um, shouldn't be an issue for most pets.
0: And I think you touched on it, but just to clear it up for a few people who are asking, the the paws and the nose of the dog—is uh, it—is it, is it a, uh, possible? Was it possible that it could be
1: transferred? The virus, no. There's no evidence really that the dogs are going to transmit the virus. The the only issue would be if the dog was heavily contaminated. So I suppose this is where if you were a Uh, if you're positive for the virus yourself, then, you know, the dog has a bigger risk of being contaminated. And there's certainly good advice out there on the the Royal College of Surgeons website and so forth about what you should do. Absolutely, your dog should then be walked by a lead obviously you wouldn't be taking the dog out yourself um, and it would be a matter of you would want whoever is taking the dog out not to let that dog be struck by other people and so forth so it would be limited lead exercise and some are pretty quiet at a quiet time but that's very much specific to a virus positive case in the house for the dog. normal dogs in a normal household should be okay.
0: Yeah, and you did mention at the very beginning that some dogs have tested positive for it. Cats as well have tested positive for it. And the the advice would be similar if you're a person who is very fond of your cat. Yes,
1: yeah, so there's one one cat's possibly tested positive. So these are all very weak positive cats, but they were weak positive animals that have, have been tested. Um, there's been a huge amount of tests done, actually invalidating tests, all of which showed up negative, actually, which made it hard for them to validate that. But um, so it, it's a very, very low risk. It is. It's not impossible. Certainly, with SARS, we found that actually ferrets were potentially infected by SARS. So I suppose ferrets should be one that people should be aware of as well. But this virus may be different. You know, we don't, we won't know for a long time exactly what. But there have obviously been a lot of cases of virus worldwide. And if they were going to be a big issue with animals, we would have expected that to have, you know, reared its head by now. And there is no real evidence that dogs are significant. Dogs or cats or ferrets or anything else are significant for the transfer of this virus.
0: Michael, that is reassuring. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Michael Griffiths of Jubilee Veterinary Surgery. This is the U105 uh, phone-in. Whatever's on your mind, you can let us know on a Monday morning. we try and put a, a spring in your step, a smile on your face at these challenging times. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?